You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. It's the cheapest drug there is. Back on The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming, and we're going to kick things off this week in a fine fashion as we continue on with our WHL team-by-team previews. And uh, this week we start in the BC division with the Kamloops Blazers, and that means my guest today is the general manager of the Blazers. That's Matt Bardsley. Uh, welcome to the program, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great, Guy. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, and uh, your camp, well, you're through camp now into preseason, so things are uh, definitely getting real. How was camp in your estimation? Yeah, I thought camp was really good. Uh, I was real happy with our returning players. They came in, uh, in real good shape. Uh, there was certainly a, a strong focus. The guys were excited to get back. Um, you know, we have uh, a new coaching staff with uh, Sean Clouston and, and Daryl Sador, and uh, but uh, I thought it was really good. I, uh, it was real competitive. Uh, we have a lot of returning players. We have a handful of uh, signed prospects that are trying to make the team, and uh, I thought I thought everybody showed well. And uh, so it was a quick camp. We had about four days, and then uh, and then we we cut down to about. Uh, probably 31 players and then and then from there we had a practice week and then uh, we had uh, two exhibition games this past weekend. Does this year feel a bit different for you now that you've had a full season under your belt in Kamloops? Yeah I think so you know I think uh, especially last year coming into Kamloops uh, uh, maybe kind of learning the landscape of, of, of what's here what works maybe what things that I want to implement so uh you know, for my first year, you kind of come in thinking that, you know, you're going to maybe change a lot of things. But uh, uh, some ideas that I had uh, kind of put on hold a little bit. Uh, again, try to try to get a real good feel of what was working, what was good, and certainly don't want to change those things. But at the same time, uh, starting to make some changes on uh, maybe the type of players that we're looking for, how we evaluate uh, when, when our guys are out scouting, uh, everything like that. But uh, certainly uh, coming into this year, um, understand a lot more what we have, just everything, and uh, yeah, f- feel pretty good about uh, this upcoming season. All right, well, let's start looking ahead at this coming year, but first we'll look back at last season and the playoff roster, the three overage players that you lose, and every team goes through that, but uh, Jermaine Lowen, Jeff Faith, and of course your netminder uh, last year, Dylan Ferguson, not back with the team this season. How many other players from last year's playoff roster are no longer with the Blazers? Yeah, we only have uh, one, and that's uh, Travis Walton, who was a potential 20-year-old. Uh, you know, we talked to Travis in the, in the off-season. Um, you know, his goal is he wanted to be an everyday player, and as we discussed, uh, he had he had an opportunity in the BCHL, so he decided to take advantage of that. So he's going to be in the Nymo this year. And uh, Travis, uh, he's a quality person. Uh, he was in and out of the lineup last year as, as a 19-year-old, uh, but again, he just he wanted that opportunity to be an everyday player. So he he has decided to move on. So with with their other three 20-year-olds, we we basically only uh, graduate four players. So uh, wow. the rest of the roster is eligible to return. That seems pretty rare, and that uh, that continuity from one season to the next has to be uh, a a pretty good thing for you. Well, I think so, and I hope so. And and, and again, uh, when we talked about coming into camp, a lot of players. Uh, coming back, just felt real confident uh, with the way the season finished. Um, you know, there, there was some excitement there, and we talked about having a good summer of training and trying to keep that that momentum of of how we finished the season. And and we didn't really want to use training camp to get going. We wanted to come get going right away at training camp. So uh, so it's been good. All right. Well, you mentioned the overage uh, players for you, and and how many do you have in camp right now? Just the three, or do you have one extra? 
Yeah, we have one extra. So, the, you know, the returning, uh, the 99s from last year, returning that were on the roster were uh, Zane Franklin, Kobe Moore, and Jackson Cowler. And then we also brought in uh, Alex Zawatsky, who was uh, became available, a free agent, uh, uh, Mushad waived him. So we brought Alec in, um, and he's had a good camp. And uh, and so far, he played in one exhibition game and scored two goals. So he had a, he had a, a good game there. And so we we, we thought it'd be good to, to create some competition, and then you know see how how everything shakes out. All right, and does it matter to you if you have three forwards that are overagers, or you got three and one defense right now, or three guys fighting for two spots up front, or does it matter? I don't know if it really matters. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, we we just kind of want to evaluate, see what works, uh, the makeup of the team, the chemistry. Um, you know, right now we have seventeen forwards uh, in camp. We have uh, we also have uh, nine defensemen, and then uh, and two goaltenders. So I think we have a pretty good balance right now. But uh, we do play seven games, and uh, we're ready to play two. We played three this weekend in, in uh, Vancouver, and then we finished with the home-and-home. Home. So I'm excited about those seven games because I think there is a lot of competition that's going to allow the, everything to kind of shake out. Matt Bardsley, my guest, he's the GM of the Camelot Blazers. Your uh, import uh, status right now for the Blazers, uh, Martin Lang is back from last year, the Czech import. And uh, you have a newcomer as well, and I'm going to let you handle that name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It took us a little while to figure. We had to wait till he arrived to to really understand. But uh, so it's Inaki uh, Barragano is his name. Uh, he's from Switzerland. Okay, very good. And he's a, a defenseman and uh, not the biggest guy in the world. But uh, what has he shown you so far? And that uh, you went out. I mean, sixteenth overall pick. Uh, you liked him. Yeah, you know, and, and, and with the import drafts, it can be a little bit challenging at times. You have a little bit of video, but you really have to rely on your contacts. And so, you know, heard some good things about him. And he, he happens to be represented by uh, the, the same agent that represents Martin Lang. So so there's some familiarity there. And uh, so we selected him. Uh, he came to camp. I was real impressed. He came a couple of days before the, our veteran players were able to arrive. So I was able to spend a couple hours with him. Just to get to know him, he speaks three languages, speaks uh, English, French, and Spanish. Uh, real confident person. Um, like I said, when he came in uh, on a Saturday, Sunday, had a bit of a just a rest day with all the travel. And then Monday morning, I came in the office. Before the players were here, he was already in the weight room working out on his own. Bit of a self-starter. Um, on the ice, uh, a real mobile skater. Sees the ice really well. Makes a good first pass. Um, just a little bit of a modern-day type defenseman. Uh, so in, in, in the sample size, we've been uh, real pleased with what we've seen. I have to ask, you mentioned the, the import draft is, uh, you know, basically your working contacts that you have. Uh, when you were in Portland, the Winterhawks always seemed to have success finding import players that would come in and not just play, but play and make a, an impact for your team. So now when you're in Kamloops, are you using the same contacts you had in Portland or were those Portland contacts and you have to go make your own now as a, with the Blazers? Well, I think it's still similar to the same. I mean, a lot of times the contacts uh, with their company, they, they still represent players that are, you know, your North American players. They, they, you know, they might have a European partner that, that can help them out. So a lot of it's still the same. And, and you're right, in Portland, I mean, even we had some success in Portland with players from Switzerland and Denmark, maybe not, uh, you know, your Russians or your Swedish players and, and so on. But uh but still some of the same contacts uh, since I've come here and stay in touch with uh, with those people as well. All right, let's get to know uh, the team that you have uh, still in, uh, in, well, through, through camp and into the preseason now. How many goaltenders do you still have with you? Well, we're down to two. We're down to uh, Dylan Grand and then Race Ramsey. And 
you know, Dylan was with us last year, and then uh, Dylan Ferguson got hurt down the stretch, and mm-hmm. and uh, so Dylan Duran had had to play down the stretch, and he was tremendous, and uh, and then certainly was uh, rewarded with uh, uh, with representing Canada at the Olympic Gretzky tournament, and then uh, Race Ramsey. Uh, He's a 2001 birth year goaltender, and he uh, halfway through the year last year he he played in Humboldt and he secured the number one spot and had a real good uh, season uh, in Humboldt. So uh, we're we're down to two already, so we pretty much know our tandem uh, for this season. Going back to Grand for a second, draft eligible this year, and you mentioned the Halenka Gretzky Cup opportunity for him. Does that give him a bit of a, a leg up to to start the season here, having played meaningful games in August? Well, I think, you know, he's coming in and he's certainly, uh, you know, pushing to be the starter. And But the, what we're excited is we, we believe race is really good. And so race is going to push him as well. So I, I think it's a real good tandem. Um, but, but dealing with his experience of, of what he gained last year with our team, but, but also with, with the international experience, um, he certainly is uh, primed to be the guy that uh, is, is going to start for us. But again, uh, we expect race is going to push and he's going to get uh, he's going to get a good amount of games this year as well. Moving to your defensive core, uh, looking at the WHL's website, there's 10 guys listed. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's all you have left uh, with you right now, but one of the things that jumps out at me is uh, most of the guys come with size, and I, I wonder if that's by design. You'd like to have a, a big blue line? Well, it's you know, part of that is when I when I came in, that's that's who we had on the back end. Uh, for me personally, it's. I'm not too concerned with size, whether they're they're six foot five or they're five foot eight. I think the biggest thing is we we want players that have a hockey sense, um, who can skate, have good skills, compete. Um, if they have size, and that's great, um, but not too concerned with that. Um, but but we do have good size on the back end, so uh, and and that's what we have. And and I think the one thing too is pretty much return all of our defense outside of uh you know our import change there and then and then Jeff Fate that graduated but everybody else uh they had a lot of experience last year and then again down the stretch uh to get to a tiebreaker game and then and then our six games in the playoffs. So so we're excited with the experience that they have um coming in and then even with Bergano coming in he had uh, last year he had experience at at the Helinka Gretzky in Edmonton Red Deer and then also he was on the uh the U18 uh, World Championships uh, in April. I'm always interested when the camp opens to see uh, you know a guy who was uh, who is now 3 inches taller and 10 or 15 pounds heavier than when you when you saw him last in April or May uh, anybody like that stand out to you uh, at least among the defensive core that you have? Uh, I think with the defenseman, not much has changed too much. Uh, just probably, if anything, maybe just adding more strength. Um, as far as anybody that's, you know, sprouted up, I, I wouldn't say there's really anybody that, that's taken off in that sense. Um, but, but it's been a, but it's been a good camp. You can really see the confidence guys coming in and, and, uh, I think, I think it shows that the work that they did in the summer. Who becomes your leadership group in the back, on the back end? Well, we have, you know, a bit of a group there. I mean, you know, we, re- like I said, we return a lot of guys, uh, you know, even Jackson Keller who came in, uh, uh, in November in a trade from, from Saskatoon, uh, uh, Jackson's a high quality person and I know he has a lot of respect, uh, from his peer group here. And then again, guys like Montana, Anya Bucci, uh, Luke Zula, Sean Strange, uh, Quinn Schmeeman, you know, guys that, uh, that have experience, uh, that are coming back. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, that's something that, that Sean and Daryl are working with, with the leadership group is, uh, we kind of have a, a few guys right now. And then as we go, we're going to keep adding to it and adding to it. Um, but we have a lot of guys that have experience and that have some leadership qualities. 
All right, let's look at your uh, forward group, and uh, boy, there's some names that really jump out off the roster. And uh, I, we'll start with the the overage guys. Uh, we mentioned Zane Franklin and Kobe Moore and, and Alex Zawatsky uh, at the start. Uh, I've said it many times in the past. Zane Franklin, to me, one of those guys that can play on my team any day of the week because he pain in the ass player to play against. But uh, everybody in the league, I think, would like to have a guy like that on their team. And you certainly had your share of Winterhawks that that were that way as well. But um, I'm guessing the 20 year old guys and, and maybe a couple other players. That's your leadership core up front. Yeah, no, you're, you're correct. In, in Zane, Zane's certainly one of those, and and really like Zane as a player. He's he's even a little bit of a throwback, I guess you could say, but he can kind of play it any way he wants. He has really good skill. Um, when you know when the game's a little bit uh, edgy, he, he, he's right there for for his teammates. Um, so, you know, we're real happy with Zane, what he can provide on the ice, but also in the locker room as well. And, uh, and we certainly have some other guys that, that are part of that group. And, and, you know, we, we want guys that have the experience. I think it's also important with, with our leadership group that we're introducing maybe some young guys into it. So, uh, as, as someone like Zane Franklin, who's going to graduate after this year, that's someone that's had a little bit of experience with the leadership. Uh, now they know what to expect come the next year and get a bigger role rather than just throwing somebody into it that hasn't had that experience. All right. Well, we mentioned draft eligible players earlier and Connor Zeri is that guy. Uh, up front for you this year, uh, late birthday, just missed last year's draft by 10 days or so. Uh, so there'll be a lot of people watching him this year. Uh, what can you tell us uh, about Connor Zary from uh, the GM's perspective? Yeah, well, Connor's a pretty special player. I mean, obviously what, what you see on the ice and, you know, he had a good season last year, but, but his second half of the season, he really took off. Um, and he scored some big goals for the, for the team and, and timely goals as well. I mean, there were, there were games down the stretch where, we needed a goal to tie it up, and, and even some of his goals were shorthanded where we were down, and then, uh, you know, maybe we had the momentum, we lost it, and then, you know, he scored a shorthanded goal that was allow us to, to ca- recapture that momentum. Uh, but he's he's a special player, uh, wants to be the best, he's driven, um, you know, even after practice, he's, he's staying after practice, uh, doing workouts, taking care of his body, um on the ice he has some pretty special skills so with the puck sees the ice really well uh has has a scoring touch around the net um has that knack in in scrums in the corners and where pucks kind of just seem to find him and uh so he's a special player and i know there's gonna be a lot of eyes on him and you know what i was happy for connor is again he had had a, a great uh second half of the season down the stretch and then he was another player that was rewarded with the uh uh, with the under 18 team and and I think even early on first first game or two uh, he had he had a good start and then he got rewarded by uh, getting elevated into into the lineup and uh, so Connor had a great a great uh, end of the season and into April and it certainly uh, caught the attention I think of of the NHL scouts well another guy who's uh, there's a lot of buzz about is uh, Logan Stankoven who uh, comes in as a a rookie this season I know he he got into what seven or eight games last year and uh there was buzz about him already then as well a uh, local product from camel so there'll be a lot of friends and family in the in the stands every night but uh by all accounts you got another special player there yeah i know you're right uh, logan's tremendous on the ice and, and as good as he is on the ice he's even better off the ice he's, talk about someone that's really driven and focused uh he's humble um you know he's a player that's because from from Kamloops, he's been talked about a lot, and mm-hmm. and you know Kamloops was was fortunate to be able to select him in the in the banner draft when they did, 
And, you know, and he's handled that well because the city certainly talks about him and that, you know, it hasn't gone to his head. He, he stays focused, he stays driven. Um, and he has some special qualities on the ice. He competes, great skill, great sense for the game. Um, but his compete level is, is almost off the charts. I, I think he's one of those players, like I would be shocked if a coach ever, ever had to talk to him after the game and say, you know, we just didn't think that you worked hard enough. Um, like that, that's just something that's, that's who he is. Um, so we're fortunate to have Logan. He's going to be a big part of what we're doing now and certainly in the future. Matt, who else is uh, knocking on the door trying to get uh, on your roster this year? Young guys, maybe even players who were, you know, fourth line guys or maybe not everyday players last year who you think will get a, more of a steady job this year? Well, I think, you know, there, there's certainly a handful of guys. As far as guys that were on the roster last year, we had uh, Jersey Orchard, who was, <clears throat> he was kind of in and out of the lineup last year. Um, but he had a good camp and I know that. So he's looking to, to establish himself as, as an everyday player. Um, I think as far as players that are trying to make the team up front, uh, you know, we have, we have three players in the O2 birth year and Dalen Kiefler, uh, Riley Janelle and Reese Belton, um, that are all pushing for spots. Uh, our O3 group along with Logan Stankoven is, is a pretty strong group. We have, uh, Caden Bank here and Matthew Seminoff. Uh, who, who had really good camps and good exhibition season. So, so they've been there as well. Um, but, you know, I think there's other players, uh, we had player, uh, Kyro Sopatik, who, uh, who had, had a good season last year, but another player that had a real strong second half down the stretch and in the playoffs. And he's looked really good in, in camp and in exhibition so far. So we expect him to take a big jump as well. Um, but I would say those are some of the guys that, uh, that are looking to, to establish themselves more. Um, and, and then even a Josh Pillar who, who played well for us last year as a 16 year old to have that experience has looked really, really good in camp and in exhibition. So, so we're excited uh, with our forward group, uh, what, what we're able to do for this year. Lastly, I guess I want to know what your expectations are for the year. And you look at the BC division last year and obviously Vancouver was, uh, had a really strong team and, and, uh, went deep into the playoffs all the way to the final the rest of the BC division. It was sort of a development year. Uh, I think things are uh, fair. It's fair to expect better from the BC division this year. But when you look around the rest of the division, maybe the conference, uh, what would you consider to be a successful year for the Blazers? Well, I think you know, uh, based following up off off last year with, with that run uh, down the stretch and, and into the playoffs, you know, we we want to be a team that now we want to make a run into the playoffs. I think certainly with, before we can even get there, we want to have a strong season. I think, uh, I think 40 wins is, is not, uh, out of reach for us, uh, with, with the group that we have. Um, so I, I think that that's certainly a goal. Uh, we want to be consistent, uh, game in and game out. I know last year that was probably one area that we had to improve on. We, you know, we would have, uh, we'd have a run of maybe two or three run, wins in a row, then we'd lose four. And so we were just kind of up and down. So I think a little more consistency this year. I, I expect that that we'll have that. Um, so that, that's kind of our goal, but you're right. Like our division is going to be real competitive. You know, I think Vancouver's going to be really good again. I know. Some people talk about uh, not sure what's going to happen with Bowen Byram, but he's a he's a difference maker for sure. But Vancouver should have a real good team. We know Kelowna is going to have a real good team, especially with hosting the Memorial Cup. Um, I expect that we're going to be real competitive. Um, I think even Prince George, with how they kind of finished the season, uh, you know, they made a change late in the season, but uh, they they were real competitive. And then Victoria, you know, Victoria always finds a way. Like they they've got some players there that that are good players that have some experience as well. So I expect them uh, to be competitive as well. Matt, I appreciate your time today. I certainly wish you the best of luck uh, this season in Kamloops and. Uh... 
We'll see you when you come through Edmonton. Actually, do, you, do the Blazers come to Edmonton this year? I don't even know off the top of my head. No, we're, we're out east this year, but uh, uh, we'll be there next year. So uh, definitely look forward to seeing you when I'm out there, though. Excellent. Thanks for your time. Okay, thanks, Guy. Appreciate it. Cavs Blazers are in action uh, tonight uh, as it's uh, Friday now, and uh, they are taking on the Prince George Cougars uh, exhibition game. And uh, already Logan Stankoven up to five points. He's only played one game. He's got five points in that one game. Yes, it is preseason, but uh, good reasons, big reasons to be excited about uh, Logan Stankoven. And that um, was my guest, Matt Barsley, GM of the Kamloops Blazers. Let's move on to the uh, next club. And up next, the Moose Jaw Warriors. And that means general manager Alan Miller is on the Pipeline Show. That's next. You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Dallas had him the puck. Now Dallas spins and fires. Hart doesn't have it, does he? No, he kept it out. What a stop by Carter Hart right on the goal line. Woof. Skipped off his glove, and it stayed out by millimeters. Hey, it's Carter Hart of the Everett Silver Tips, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with, and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks. A lot. A whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time. 